Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Rob Cesarino back here. And we've got a great interview for you today. I'm here with Taryn. Taryn, how have you been since the end of the season? I've been sleeping in. Okay, that's good. That's nice. You deserve it. Okay, but wake up, okay? Because we have got to talk with our, as as Americans, we it is our civic duty that we must talk to mm. our America's favorite player, the winner of Big Brother 24. She is going to be here with us for a interview post game. Very excited. Yeah, t- Taylor really making it easier on us. Uh, we get to knock out America's favorite and winner in the same interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's much more efficient. She's just she's always, always doing favors for, for everyone. Yeah, so really appreciate that. So very excited to uh, get this going. Uh, of course, we have video of this as well. You could watch on our YouTube channel over at robhasawebsite.com slash YouTube. Uh, any, anything else to set up before we get into Taylor? Let's talk to her. Okay. All right. Here is our interview with Taylor. Oh my God. We are here with the winner of Big Brother 24, America's favorite player, (laughs) the first black woman to win the non-celebrity Big Brother season, everyone's favorite, the great Taylor Hale. Long may she reign. Long may she reign. I'll take it. Yes, uh, we're so excited to have the opportunity to talk with you here today, Taylor. Uh, I'd love to ask you that 
you know, it meant so much to uh, so many people to watch everything that you went through, the adversity that you overcame, really the uh, amazing, improbable Cinderella story that it ultimately turned into where this, uh, you know, a nightmarish situation ultimately turned into the ultimate dream come true. And that part is all incredible, but for you to be America's favorite player also that did you have any idea that your story was going to resonate so much with all of the different people that watch the shows and the live feeds? No, no, I had no idea that my experience would resonate at all. You just hope that people understand the full aspect of what you're bringing to the table, but you also don't know what the conversations are in other rooms. So maybe I had done something to hurt people. Maybe I wasn't expressing myself in the way that I wanted to. I just, I never want to be a person that is hurting other people or isn't self-aware as that was parroted over and over again. So for me, even if something is really small, if someone is bringing something to me and saying that they're upset, I'm going to take it seriously and try to make amends, whatever the case is, whether I think it might be BS or not, because it's still enough to bring to my attention. So, you know, that's just what I try to do throughout my time in the house, even if I did feel like some things were completely unnecessary and some other some other things were. But, you know, it wasn't something I was trying to do because I had cameras on me all the time. It's just something I wanted to do because I wanted to try to connect with people. And clearly I had some difficulty with that in the beginning. But for that to be seen. Very difficulty. Just a little bit. Mm. Um, when when was it that you that you started to realize like maybe it's not me. Uh, <laughs> like, was there a moment that that shifted or was it a gradual? Mm-hmm. No, there was a moment. There are, there, there's one time I'm kind of picking up on a vibe, right? So it's before replacement noms happen. And uh, I'm sorry, making a joke of it. I called it getting tailored when I would walk into a room Mm-hmm. And I would just know people would either immediately walk out of the room or people would stop talking to me. And that's what ultimately led to that moment in the bathroom on what the second day where I just started crying out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But it was after the replacement nom when Daniel and his speech said, you know, you've been rubbing people the wrong way. It's time to apologize for what you've done. I'm thinking I've hurt people because of their race, religion, sex, gender, anything like that. And when I start having these questions or asking these questions and people are saying, well, you haven't said anything to me and it isn't my place to say who anything was about. I'm like, so, okay, there's nothing concrete here. I've talked to everybody in the house and people are just saying they're getting a bad vibe. But the jokes that I make, the tenor that I carry, I see it in every single one of you here. So what's really going on? Taylor, since Sunday night, can you give us the update on what the last four days have been like for you? Because it just seems like a whirlwind, but I uh, would love to hear because, you know, people are used to watching you, you know, every single day. And then now uh, there's been four days where, you know, there's a lot of questions now people have. People have a lot of questions for sure. Um, and it's funny because those questions people could usually get answered just by watching me. So my phone is blowing up. Um, I have not actually gotten a full night's rest of sleep. Last night, I got three hours of sleep, but I hadn't had any other sleep outside of maybe a half hour nap since waking up for the finale until today, truly. Um, But it is really odd for me, too. I mean, sometimes I catch myself whispering in certain rooms or sometimes I like turn to a corner and start a little bit of camera talk. And I'm like, wait, there's no 
There's no camera <laughs> looking at me. <laughs> no one is seeing this conversation. I'm not projecting outwardly anymore. So it's been a weird adjustment. Um, and the opportunities that have been coming my way, I just, I never expected, especially coming into the game. I did not think that anybody would even be excited about me coming into the game. I thought people would say, here's this pageant girl, get her out of here. She just wants to be an influencer. Um, but I have been catching up on the reception and it's just been seeing the impact I've had on people and people wanting to continue to connect on that. It's, it's really, really rewarding. So thank you because you guys have had a really huge part of that. Well, I, I mean, I think it only makes sense. Uh, they were obsessed with you in the house that people will be obsessed with you outside of the house. This is one of my favorite clips that I would use all season. People saying Taylor. <laughs> Taylor. Can't take that name out of their mouths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm kicked out the house. Taylor, you did an interview with uh, Sharon Tharp for Us Weekly uh, this week with Joseph. Uh, you know, these jailer stands have really been going through it over. It's been emotional <laughs> these last like two months. Do, do you have any uh, any updates on on Joseph outside the house? You all, these jailer stands, they want me to walk outside this house and be like, I got my eight carat ring. We're getting engaged. We went to Vegas. We got married. Are you happy? But I will tell, I have put them through hell. Like it's been quite a roller coaster. The show has put them through hell a little bit with dire fests and evictions. It was tough, but um, we are all staying in the same house right now. And Joseph and I, and we just connected the strongest, very clearly connected the strongest out of everybody. So we've been taking the time to just take things day by day, take it easy, but it's been really nice to yeah. go to the sun and relax and just debrief. But yeah, he's definitely someone that you guys know that I turn to when I need to retreat a little bit. So it's nice to take a step away, have him snatch my phone out of my hands and just take a deep breath. It's a good legal counsel. He's a fantastic legal counsel. It makes a lot more sense why his mind would work a lot faster than I anticipated it to in the house. Yeah, when, when you found out he was a lawyer, I, I caught you saying something about, uh, what, like personal injury? Uh. <laughs> I get, you pick up on everything. Yeah, I said, he's, there's no way. I was like, what type of law? Personal injury? And I talked to him later. He goes, the internet blew up because they were like, not you knowing your man that fast. <laughs> <laughs> He screams personal injury, but yeah, no, he's, he's a great guy. What makes somebody a personal injury uh, lawyer? I think you have to have a little bit of showmanship to you. And that man is a born show. Mm And I'm a pet. So, you know, it works out. (laughs) Taylor, going back to finale night, when you go to the final two with Monty, did you feel like you had a good shot? If, If people hear this speech, Okay, uh, that you, you maybe maybe you've got it, or did you think that Monty was going to be the winner? Oh, I thought it was going to be Monty. I was hoping. I all I have in this game, I had a good amount of compliments and some solid wins at that. But I was very positive that this jury would be convinced that the only way to win this game is through numbers and statistics. That the true way to win this game is through power that you wield and who you evict. But I just knew that, well, first, everyone had been telling me for weeks, your story is so strong, your story is so strong, thinking, that's just a story that I don't want to guilt trip people into thinking I should win. But that's all that I felt like I had. I didn't have massive, tangible, big moves. It was small things that I had to do week to week to survive. So I just felt like if I just tell the honest truth about what my experience has been here, 
maybe there is something there that resonates that will make it a five, four vote that could fly in my favor. And Auntie had really good jury management, like strong relationships on that jury. So even when it came down to the coin falling either way, where it came to comparable resumes, I really thought it was going to fall in his favor. Eight to one blew my mind. Yeah, well, uh, this is something that we talked about uh, both before and uh, on finale night was like, OK, if Taylor wins or now that Taylor has won, uh, what kind of impact does this have on the game moving forward? Because uh, one of the things I talked about with Monty is like, yeah, th- if Monty wins, like this is this is every winner you've seen in the last like four years of the show. This is kind of the status quo right now. Um, and you winning really breaks that. Do you think that will have an impact uh, on the strategy of the game, on, on how people play? Uh, what do you think? Look better because it makes for a more interesting game. You know, comps happen twice a week, HOH and Avito, but there's so much more game that is played. And I knew walking in that I was not going to be a strategy girl. I am no Tiffany. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> if I were a strategy girl, I would not have been in the position I was in the first week. So like, I knew what my strengths and weaknesses were. But when it comes to playing the game, people think a social game is maybe a showman or who your number one best friend of the house is. But I think a social game can also be how are you navigating yourself through difficult scenarios? How are you navigating yourself through the best scenarios? Uh, I think we see that with Dr. Will, not to say my game is anything like Dr. Will, but that is such a key. Yeah. You won more than he did. (laughs) (laughs) You know, okay. I mean, I'll take it. We'll just rub that in his face. The next round table. Maybe I'll take it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) might be a good Um, idea i I do want the game to change and i want the social aspect to be valued more because i think that'll give women a more fair shot in the game as well let's let's start valuing comps and social equally a lot more equally taylor i know you were inspired by the cookout last season um how did you ultimately come to start to uh have such an interest in big brother Oh, well, I was on TikTok scrolling away one day and a supercut of Tiffany putting together the master plan was just in front of me. And I said, this is awesome. I need to watch this immediately. And I'd never watched Big Brother before. So I watched last season, uh, started from the first episode and caught up and finished it out in real time. And I thought, okay, that was great. Cookout's awesome, but I think I'm done. I do my pageant, I win. Um, while I'm in rain, I'm contacted about going on the amazing race. And oh. I'm just like, oh, actually, that was the same month that Celebrity Big Brother was on. And I was loving Celebrity Big Brother because Shana Moclear is the director for Miss Nevada and Miss Utah USA. So I was like, okay, had a connection. I got someone to root for. This will be interesting. I'm contacted about going on the amazing race. And I go, well, I know nothing about the amazing race, but I did just watch Big Brother and I really like celebrities. So can we talk about that instead? And things just picked up full speed from there. So over that period, that's when I went back and binged a bunch of seasons to try to know what I was getting into. Who did they want you to run the race with? It was just, hey, do you know oh, anybody okay. to run the race? And I was like, nope, I'm not trying to ruin any friendships for some travel and some composition. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you thought they wanted you to go on the amazing race, then. <laughs> you know, I, I, think, I think I got the partner in mind. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. Terrence. <laughs> oh boy not, not dj showtime yeah dj snowtime yeah. snowtime um, you, you actually, you, you have a couple of, uh, interesting stats, uh, in addition to being the first black woman to win, uh, a big brother us regular season. Um, 
You're also the the uh, winner who has now survived the most eviction votes uh, on the block on eviction night six times, survived five eviction votes because technically that first one got canceled. Um, but but either way, they both beat the previous record. Um, <laughs> and uh, also, you are the first uh, winner to have been on the block at the end of the first week um, and survive. Uh, up until this year, I talked a lot about what a disadvantage uh, it was to be the person who is sitting on the block for the first week, even if you do survive, the person had never gone on to win the game because it just starts them in such a bad position. Um, you though managed to get to the end and win. Um, what is it about this? Cause there, there've been people who have been on the block a similar amount of times or who were on the block in week one who go on, but they don't win the game. What was it that allowed you to win the respect of the jury in a way and even like uh, you had this interesting position where like people respected you in the game enough, but then also often, oftentimes underestimated you. Uh, and then you went in the end. What was it that you were doing that allowed you to succeed where so many others haven't been able to in the past? That's a really good question. Um, and I think the circumstances were very unique for this game. You know, it wasn't just bad game that got me in the position that I was in. It was unfair assumptions about me mm -hmm. that got me where I was. So I was in a position where I had to do my own damage control for my reputation. And when you're bringing in personal relationships like that, that I think can impact the game in different ways. So, you know, when it comes down to forcing other people to question who they are and the um, assumptions that they have about me, that's going to impact my standing in the game because I really wasn't the monster that they paid me out to be. So yeah, it was a social move, but it was also personal. This game was deeply, deeply personal for me um, when I did not expect that to be the case. So in building those relationships, I think I demanded the respect of my, my co-house guests. Um, and that also made them realize that I was an asset. Like I'm using my language again, that I wasn't a threat, but I was an asset that they could use. And that was what kind of led to the completion of the leftovers. And what a run we had. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're <laughs> well, a sword, not a shield. Not a shield. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, 
a lot of people watching the show uh, thought it was kind of confusing when the Zingbot came. And the Zingbot came in and said, okay, Taylor, you're an ice queen. And that was a little confusing for people where that you uh, uh, often showed emotion in the house. But I did think you embraced it and tried to make it work in the diary room. But did you feel like that that was not a a great way to uh, describe how you were in the house? Well, and no offense to uh, Zingbot himself or whoever writes. No, no. You know what? All offense to Zingbot because if he can dish it out, he should be able to take it. I mean, okay, well, let's go using, but I'm just saying there are there are better ways to hurt my feelings. And I'll tell you something. I asked my friends one year to roast me for my birthday and they showed up with little pieces of paper of compliments. You know how upsetting that was for me? I, if I want to get roasted, I'm trying to get roasted. So I liked the idea of being an ice queen, but it didn't make mm-hmm. any sense given the reality in the house. But I will say that usually is the initial um, assumption about me. I walk into a room and people are like, okay, she's really glammed up. She seems a little bit distant, but I open my mouth and I instantly connect with people. So that's always been a joke for me. Oh, Taylor's kind of bitchy. She's a nice queen. She's standoffish, but it's always tongue in cheek because people immediately realize that's not the case. So if that's what was picked up on by Zingbot, so be it. I thought it was funny. But given the context of the show, it didn't really make sense. There are other things you can you can make fun of me for. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll go back and do this again just so I can get a real thing. I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't hold out hope. I feel like <laughs> yeah. Unless you have a time machine. <laughs> just uh, Zingbot, I don't think uh, has the greatest track record at this point. I think uh, a little uh, bit, a little bit past his prime. Alyssa's was pretty brutal, so <laughs> still got some good ones in there. <laughs> Oh, speaking of Alyssa, uh, you did, um, you did enjoy, uh, sort of, uh, finding out what was going on in, uh, on, on some floaties, I believe, uh, <laughs> um, no longer a sexist ass how. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, this is what Kyle had to say to the cameras. So bored. I'm so horny. <laughs> it's so bad. And she's so hot. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I cannot blame the guy. <laughs> you saw the shit okay. I had. All right. And look, I, I don't know what day it was, but day 70 something, I caved in some urgency. So I can't blame him. Okay. I, I, well, will you co sign that statement? Are you? Are you... I, I, I was the one right around saying it's a sexless ass house talking about how I've been dying. So look, we all need to get our knees filled in any way possible. And I'm just so sorry that a, a Kyle is associated with a 10 second situation. You know, that's, that's his deal to overcome, not mine. Did, did you hear about it in the house or this is something you've learned after the house, after you got your phone back? Well, okay, here's what I'll tell you. When the zings happened, no, yeah. when BB Comics happened. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I saw reptile dysfunction. It didn't make sense when I was doing comics, but you're yeah. not trying to say. Yeah, yeah. And then I realized, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> And Alyssa said that was not an issue, but um, clearly a lie. Clearly a lie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was too non-dysfunctional, I think. It was mm-hmm. too good to go. It was too good to go. That was the case. So, yeah. you know, when he got evicted, she did tell me, just, excuse me, just so you know, it was never a sexless ass house. She was like, now it is, but it was not when he was here. <laughs> All right. So speaking of catching up on things, how much of the season have you looked at now? And, and is that something you're looking forward to if you haven't? Well, 
<laughs> I'm still just trying to bask in, in all the positivity that's come my way right now. Um, I have watched the episode two and three and of course the live movement, we watched the live movement together. Uh, and that was, that was an interesting thing to see. You know, it's one thing to experience my perspective of a lot of the more painful aspects, but um, I've been tagged in a lot of clips, just like compilations of things that every house guest has said about me. So it's been, it's been a lot to parse through. And um, I think for me in particular, compared to other seasons, it's, there's some really, really hurtful stuff in there. So I'm really grateful for the few who have contacted me and owned up for a lot of things that they have said. Um, and at least at the very least, that's what I ask for. I just want people to be able to own their stuff so that when I do see it, I can reach out to them and just be like, okay, now let's have a conversation instead of someone who's not willing to take ownership or accountability. It's going to be super awkward because, you know, you, you got out and now like uh, a lot of you are hanging out and stuff and you're still like learning things and they're probably also learning things that they probably have forgotten about at this point. Yeah. And, uh, like what, what is the, how do you navigate that? Do you just kind of like, uh, kind of just pretend like we're just chill for now and we'll talk later? Well, for me, I know. I know it's very bad. Like I know mm -hmm. it was very, very rough. And there, like I said, have been a few people who have pulled me to the side and said, okay, it's going to be ugly. These are some of the things that I've done and I feel terrible. And when you are ready, Taylor, I'm here to have those conversations. If you are open to it, I am not ready. Like, I am mm -hmm. very, very not ready because mm -hmm. I'm a very gentle person to the core. And I know that a lot of things that were said were not game. They were personal. Um, but yeah, it is really awkward because one moment I'll be fine with someone and then something will pop on my feed and I'll just think, how could you be a person that is trying to be kind with me? Or are you using me for social media clout now? Like, I don't want to, excuse me, go down that road. So yeah, there are a lot of questions, but Joseph has been really kind and supportive and helpful like he always has. And he and I decided that we are going to watch the season slowly and do it together so that mm -hmm. neither of us feels like we're doing it alone. And, you know, we'll have the conversations on a case by case basis when it comes down to individual people. So the people that you're talking about, are those people that are uh, made the jury or people from the pre-jury? Because I could tell you that uh, almost every single person that was from the pre-jury uh, was was asked about things that they said in the house. And almost to a person, they said, I am going to go review the tapes and I am going to watch the episodes. And if I see anything, I am going to talk. I'm going to bring this up to Taylor. I am going to apologize to Taylor. Make no mistake. This is a learning process for me and I'm going to go watch and review and learn. And then I will have, and I will talk with Taylor. I have uh, specifically at this point, and there's a lot of time, so I don't want anybody putting pressure on people to rush up to me and do anything, but I've had really good chats with Nicole and Amira so far. Um, like really, really good conversations with them. And there are some people who are also on the jury who have, I think even in the game, you start to see a shift and have been really active in, in reaching out a hand. But mm -hmm. Nicole and Amira specifically have been really great about being preemptive there. So I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh Speaking of Joseph, have uh, you mentioned on finale night uh, something about uh, a stiff cocktail? I think we don't have a chat and a stiff cocktail later. Um, <laughs> Has either, have either of those things happened yet? 
Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Lots of sip cocktails. I'll tell you that for sure. Celebratory and, um, and other necessary ones, <laughs> uh, but no, we, like, he's the person that I've been talking to the most about everything. Mm-hmm. And I feel like an idiot forever believing that he fully did not betray me in dire fast. Because what that means is that the people that I had to work with in the house, um, it means that they had to stoop to some really low tactics to make me believe that Joseph betrayed me. And you all saw I was going through it. And there are things I would not have done later in the game, personally or game, however you want to look at it, that I never would have done had I known that Joseph was completely loyal. So, you know, that's something that I've had to work through. He's been really supportive and understanding, thank God. But that chat happened, that cocktail happened. And I think as we keep going through the season, um, those chats and cocktails will happen when it comes to reviewing other people. But he and I, are great like really really good so do you feel like you have like a full picture of of what happened at dire fest at this point um from his perspective absolutely yes but i think i still just need to see it mm-hmm. and even then it sounds like what was shown on feeds was barely even anything what was shown in the show was barely anything because the parameters that they were allowed to show at dire fest so i probably do know more about dire fest than it was actually shown on the show but seeing it like i've come to understand it's just a completely different experience than hearing things Taylor, let's talk about what's going on with Lay's. I saw I that you tweeted. <laughs> okay. All right. Are we going to make this, you know, a situation more than a flirt mance, uh, something to that effect? Okay. Because um, look, I, I, I don't know. Maybe you have an announcement. Okay. Maybe they've, maybe they've reached out to you uh, to make an offer. Cause it, but it seems like to me, and now you can't say this, but I can say this. It seems like to me that I feel like that they might have been, Riding the popularity of a TV scoop award winning most popular reality TV contestant in all of North America, perhaps the world. And I feel like that you've, after all the publicity that uh, I mean, I can't tell you how many bags of chips Taryn and the podcasters have bought. Doesn't seem right. You know, with the confines of where I was, I cannot be upset with them. And, you know, like I said, I like to be chased a little bit. So, Blaze, you got to put it out there. Tell me you want me. Let me know to the public and then give them the DMs. And they have gotten into my DMs. So I have not touched the bag of chips. I've not touched the bag of Blaze yet. But there will be a time very, very soon where you will see a bag of Blaze back in my hands. Don't eat another chip until they make it right. (laughs) Exactly. We're trying to look, I'm all about equality and relationship, right? We got some time to balance things out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning of the game, um, there were a lot of people who were like, uh, just, just get her out of there. Just get her out of this situation. Um, I heard you on, uh, on, um, uh, one morning show that I don't remember the name, name of, uh, say that you did consider leaving the game at, at one point, especially I think right after the confrontation with Daniel and Nicole. Um, can you walk me through a little bit like, uh, like what was it that, that kept you going in the game that kept you feeling like, no, this is worth it. I, I want to keep keep pushing forward here uh, when everything just kept on like piling on. Yeah. <laughs> Pile on is, is right. You know, that confrontation with Dan and Nicole was having now seen that scene um, even more harrowing than I thought it was in the moment. Like, I felt alone. I think 
the most painful thing about that confrontation. It wasn't the yelling. It wasn't the accusation of, um, you know, toying with someone's mental health for the purpose of the game. It was the fact that I, I mean, you can see it. I'm literally looking around for somebody to say something or tell me something I don't know or understand. And everyone is silent. And one person says, just walk away. And I just like, that's when I was like, why am I here? What is the purpose of me being here? If I, there is silence, there is a bubble around me and people are walking away from that bubble. And so we went to the Woodstack competition and, you know, yeah, I'm a competitive person, but I was questioning very deeply. Is it worth it for me to be in this game? Is it worth it for me to win? And if I do win my two allies from my knowledge at the time, Brittany and Michael are going to stay on the block and Brittany will go home. And Brittany at the time was the person I was closest to and found confide in the most. So I lose my ally. I'm already isolated. It's a lose-lose situation. And I really thought about losing with stack so I could save Michael and Brittany, again, my perspective at the time. And I could just go and, you know, get on with my life. But then I remembered that this is an experience that so many Black women have had in the game time and time again. Maybe not to the extreme that I had it, but in some capacity, a lot of the Black women get bullied, isolated, verbally harassed, just everything that I'd gone to through at some point. And I thought if I can get through this and if I can start building relationships in this game and if this is being seen by the rest of the world, there has to be a way for truth to prevail and it has to be worth it in the end. Because also I was, I thought I'd be, I was good at competitions and I wanted to play more. Like I didn't go through that sequester period for nothing. So I just thought, there's always a way out, stay in it, work your way at the end and be the first black woman to win the game because that will make it also much more worth it. And the $800,000 definitely makes it worth it. I am not complaining anymore. Yeah. Taylor, I think it's so fascinating of what comes next for you that you seemingly have an incredible opportunity that really, it feels like to an outsider, Anything you wanted to do in this world, it feels like you could do it between everything that you've accomplished, your, your popularity, uh, your, 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 your talent, you, uh, really, I feel like could go in any direction. Have you given any thought to what you want to do after this? Well, you know, I thought about this before I won my pageant, um, and luckily this opportunity came around. So my why and my reason for coming to the game changed, but I've always wanted to get into entertainment news. I've always wanted to cover pop culture. And I just think that pop culture is something that is so devalued when it comes to reality TV, when it comes to celebrity, um, because it's something that women consume more than others. And, you know, I talk about, we have all this analysis for sports. I think sports are reality TV. So why do we not get the same value and attention to more traditional reality TV and other venues like that. So I would love to be a beat reporter or just a correspondent in that, that dynamic. So, you know, entertainment tonight wants to hit me up. Keep it in the CBS fam. I'm cool with that. All right. All right. I know we're running out of time that I know Taryn has uh, many, many more questions for you about this entire game. And so I am looking forward to whenever that happens. Uh, Taylor, Anything uh, else that you want to make sure people know while we have you here today? 
no, I mean, we'll get into the deep dive real quick, but I just want to thank both of you so much for everything this season. I've already been trying to go back and listen to the podcast and the predictions. I'm going to be okay with being the seventh pick in the draft. Oh, oh. It's okay. I know I, I had a higher standing. Circumstances were different when the fees went live. I will not hold it against you. Yeah, um, yeah. But you know, thank you for just believing in me and my journey to get here, and the excitement and enthusiasm that you both had before I even got here. Because I did not think that anyone would like me in this franchise coming in. So you guys yeah. are awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for making time to talk with us today, and uh, uh, looking forward to hearing and seeing much more of you very soon. Okay. I got you guys. Talk later. Bye. All right, Thank Karen. You. There you go. Taylor Hale. Yes. Incredible. Incredible. Yes. She, uh, the queen came. Queen's coming to get what's hers. She came, she came to get what's hers. Uh, how is she a real person? <laughs> I don't know. That's, uh, she's like, yeah. I mean, she's literally everything that, that I think people were able to see on the feeds from, from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's incredible to me that, uh, that the people in the house weren't able to see it. Maybe like we live in a simulation. That's the only <laughs> thing that really is an explanation for like, uh, like how this is a person that they found that wanted to go on big brother. <laughs> I think they found her at just the right uh, moment where like she had just gotten into the show and hadn't been like beaten down by years and years of watching the feeds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and if you're an entertainment news show, what are you even doing? Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. not, not hiring her tomorrow. She should have uh, offers. She's aiming over. too small. Like uh, that's uh, this is be like a, a stepping stone for her. Mm. Well, luckily she's uh, a Joseph uh, will help represent yeah. her. He well. better, yeah, he better. He better. Okay. All right, <laughs> Taryn. So, all right. That was, that was fun. I feel like that there's so much more to talk about uh, with Taylor. Hope uh, that uh, at some point uh, there will, we'll hear more from her. Yes. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll have some kind of uh, other, you know, more, Taylor. some more Taylor. Taylor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And hopefully it'll come soon, you know, and, and we can uh, get some more uh, uh, shorter uh, interviews like this. This was a lot of fun. Anyway, Taryn, uh, you know, we got so much else going on between Survivor in one day today. I've done a Survivor interview, an Amazing Race interview and a Big Brother interview. So uh, it's a it's a wild time. I know you are back covering Survivor as well. Yes, that's at some point I will have time to cover uh, the first two weeks of Survivor, Survivor Stockwatch podcast. And then uh, moving forward, it will be weekly uh, as we as we go on. But uh, that's always a good time. So I'm excited to, to move forward. It's been a good season so far, Survivor. Mm-hmm. OK. All right. And Tara, what else is coming up for you? Uh, just come over and hang out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Taryn Armstrong. I will continue to be streaming in the off season. I've heard from a lot of people that are like, uh, ah, the updates are gone. What do I do? Yeah. Um, what do you well, have a life now, Taryn? <laughs> well, I like, hopefully, uh, mm-hmm. but, but some of that life is lived on Twitch. So you can come and hang out with me over there. Um, stay tuned for more big brother, uh, post season, post season coverage. Um, I will be, uh, again, doing the survivor podcasts and all kinds of fun stuff over here. So, uh, check it all out. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.